Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks, episode 15. Medium Lady Talks about five things to try right now. Welcome, and if you're new to this podcast, I'm so glad you're here. You are about to listen to an episode series that I am trying to do every 10 episodes on the five, which is five things that you can try right now for the season of life that we're in. And oftentimes, these are five things that I actually need to try right now, not necessarily things that everyone needs to try. But if you have been around for a little while, you'll know that my personal philosophy is that medium effort is the best way to make your way through to a life that has meaning and purpose and validates your hopes and dreams and gives you a sense of self when you strip away the title of mom or partner or boss or sister or daughter and look deep within yourself, you'll know what lives there because you've put medium effort into defining that and figuring it out. If you followed me on Instagram, and I hope you will, I'm at medium.lady over there. Every month, I set myself up with a monthly assignment or experiment. And essentially, that's a way of me putting medium effort at the beginning of every month to figure out how I'm going to spend my free time. And I like to do this within four pillars. I categorize my micro goals under the categories of read. I define what I'm going to read at the beginning of every month, play. The play category is a way for me to define having fun without being too focused on the outcome, trying something new, not taking myself too seriously. And the third column is the try category. The try category is usually something where I'm a little bit invested in the outcome, but I know that I'm not going to take myself too seriously or strive for perfectionism and know that it's going to be something that might benefit me. And so focusing my attention on that for a month might pay off in the long run when I decide to do that at the beginning of the month. And the last category is to think. And this category typically spans three months at a time and every three months I give myself a new topic and this is kind of where I allow myself to get a little bit philosophical, to wax poetic, to look for the hints and clues of this thematic idea in my life over a period of three months and allow it to sink in and build meaning for me in my own life. Uh, Three months is the amount of time that I need to really think with purpose and intention on one particular topic. And that might be the topic of intuition. It might be the topic of uh, growth or growth mindset. And I'm going to be setting up my topic for the summer months, July, August, and September. I am planning to focus on the theme of rest. In terms of this episode is all about five things that you can try right now and I like to use these as a bit of a time capsule. So the five things to try right now are actually things that I have already described or written about or talked about 
on Instagram and things that I've already explored in my life, but am using an opportunity to take a mini time machine back one year to reread my own writing and look at my own posts and think about what was going on in my life a year ago and pull out some of the lessons that were maybe speaking out loud and clear. These might have been lessons that I didn't pick up on a year ago and just needed the time of a year, the distance and benefit of a year, the long game, as it were. The long game is something that I personally really struggle with. I'm very good at forward thinking. I'm very good at strategically mapping out the way to get to the end destination. I think that's what makes me good at starting my month with medium effort and setting myself up within those four categories because I can see my way to the end destination. And so I set myself up with that map at the beginning. But the long game is something that I definitely struggle with. And I like this opportunity, you know, playfully calling it a time machine and using social media to travel through time, but to really examine my own thoughts and my own thinking. How could you do this for yourself? Well, you if you're on social media, if you post regularly, and if you write within your posts, you might find that to be a very good prescription to, you know, play your own long game. Look back and read a post from a year ago. Look at the photograph that you picked. Look at the place where you were, the ideas that were in your mind. If you post regularly to stories, you can also dig back in your own archives and go back a year and see what you were talking about, whose posts were you sharing, what kind of things were really piquing your interest, what funny videos made you laugh. And if you're not particularly active on social media, you might also dive into something like a journal or you might dive back into see what kind of archives you can pull up on your Spotify history or your even even your credit card. You know, we're all collecting mass amounts of data every single day and year by year that data serves a purpose but I like to think that we can creatively turn that data on its head and take a moment every so often to travel through time and think about our past selves and pick up on the messages that maybe our past selves are trying to tell us one year later. So the five things to try right now. These are a variety of things that I have pulled and picked apart from my own personal archives from June and July of 2020. Now, June and July of 2020, I want you to just close your eyes and think back to who you were in June and July of 2020. I know for myself, I was anticipating the tail end of my maternity leave. My maternity leave was a year long, which was a great gift. And I also was anticipating the end of the pandemic, believe it or not. We were at the very beginning of the end of the first wave. The summer was happening. It seemed as though cases were really coming down. And I was able to start seeing family and friends for the first time. After safely quarantining and safely bubbling, getting together with very small groups of family, and it felt like life was, you know, waking up again. Of course, now, knowing what then what I know now, but I look back at myself and I do feel this sense of hope that I feel right now in 2021. Everyone is getting vaccinations. Everyone is getting their second dose of vaccinations. The hope that I felt at the beginning of summer last year is very palpable and close to the kind of hope that I feel right now. So 
I tried to really get in the vibe and get in the energy of the person I was a year ago and what's changed and what hasn't changed. And the funny thing is I really feel like very little has changed at all. And yet in a lot of ways, my 2020 self has sent me some very valuable messages that are very relevant and timely and supportive of present me. So I'm going to just take a brief moment of gratitude and thank past me to thank the Aaron from June and July of 2020 and think about how all of the experiences that she had brought her to our present moment. Five things to try right now. All right, I've I've teased this out long enough. I'm going to go through these things and there are a variety of things and, and I hope you try one of them. And if you do, please be sure to connect with me over on social media. I'm often on Instagram. You can find me at medium.lady over there. And one more final thing is if you like this episode, please share it with someone that you think could benefit from five things to try right now. All right. The first thing I want you to try right now is to play a thought experiment. I want you to think of your most recent worry, fear, or stress. This is not the fun part. (laughs) I want you to think about the latest thing that's really bothering you. And then I want you to take a step back from that thought, put on a new persona, and say, yeah, but what if everything works out? I want you to take on a new persona and say to that stress, that negative thought, that fear, to say, yeah, what if all your hard work pays off? What if you get what you deserve? What if all of your plans succeed? This was actually a post that I shared in stories back in early June, early um, in our social justice reawakening. This was very soon after police officer Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd, and there was so much social unrest, and I was feeling very new to understanding how I could best affect change, and I felt very fearful about using my voice. I felt very, you know, worried about where I could find my place in this social upheaval. And I really worried about what the future would hold. Now, looking back on this quote, you know, I'm not saying what if everything works out and things have really gone well in that way. But I do think that knowing what I know now, if I look back and I think about the hard work and commitment I really have made to unlearning and relearning my anti-racist education. I think that there has been progress that has been made within me and that my eyes are open in a much wider way than they were a year ago. What if everything works out? What if all your hard work pays off? I think there was so much resistance at the beginning of that social justice reawakening. It felt like posting a black square was maybe the only thing that you could do. And then if we all did enough posting of black squares, we might naively expect that things could be fixed. And we knew deep in our hearts that that was never going to be the case. But I look back on this quote now and I think, you know, time is a privilege. Time is a privilege that I get. It's something I get based on my position in society, my place. And I think that the privilege of time in this case, when I think about this quote, this idea of asking what if everything works out you know I'm not sure why I shared that in that moment it seems a little bit tone deaf to be honest if I'm gonna call out myself but I think that 
I was very new to understanding how I could best affect change. And looking a year later, I I feel like I have been able to affect change in myself. And I feel like that change has been sustainable. And so the journey isn't over. But if I even listen back to this podcast in a year, I'm hopeful that Aaron of 2022 will have a really good sense of that hard work paying off and, and how things have worked out and how much change has been able to be affected after the passage of another year. So that's the first thing I want you to try right now. Just take stock of what's worrying you. Take stock of what's on your mind. Take stock of what's keeping you up at night. It might be the little things. It might be the big things. But ask yourself, what if everything works out? What if all your hard work pays off? What if you are able to make a positive change? And then see where that lands. See where that lands with your thoughts. See where you're able to think about the passage of time. Think about the privilege of time that you likely hold. And can you just give it time and see if, in fact, your hard work pays off? See if, in fact, change has happened. The second thing to try right now is to go real deep on owning one strength. So I talked a little bit about this in my podcast episode on growth mindset, which is episode 12, if you're interested in that. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about why you might want to do this with just one trait. So pick one strength and go really deep on owning it. Go really deep on making it yours. And when I say own it, I want you to think about this strength as if you are the only person in the world that has this ability. You can go in deep with specificity or you can just go deep in with a descriptor, an adjective, a quality. In that podcast episode number 12, I had named that I myself, I was a good communicator. And when I took my little time machine, I was really shocked because I've actually written about this a year ago. (laughs) So obviously, it was not new to me to name my strength in terms of being well-spoken, in terms of being a good communicator. I think that I was really surprised that a year ago, I wrote a post celebrating my own abilities being well-spoken and how I was going to use that trait of being well-spoken as a superpower that I had a responsibility to use. Again, remember that in June and July of 2020, we all experienced massive social justice reawakening. And my opportunity in that moment was to reflect on being a well-spoken individual. And if I was in fact going to own that strength, then I was going to have to use it in brand new ways if I felt, which I did, that we were at the precipice of change. I don't really know where that went after that post. I think I kind of put it there and I left it there and I honestly feel like I left it there so that I could find it a year later because that idea of owning that strength must have just burrowed into my head and into my heart because that changed more in me In the last year, I have grown substantially using my voice, but I didn't really do it consciously after writing that post. I didn't write that post and say, okay, now I'm well-spoken and let's get to work on being even, even a better speaker than you are now. It subconsciously led me to speak with more confidence at work, on Instagram. That in turn led me to enroll in the Slay the Mic program, run by Jam Gamble. 
Jam is an incredible speaking coach. And if you're interested in learning more about her, you can find her at I am Jam Gamble. And she's an incredible follow. I enrolled in that program and that really took me to the next level. It also gave me practical tools to keep communicating, to keep practicing, to keep strengthening my strength, which is something I talk about a lot in episode 12. And that now has led to this podcast. It has led to IGTV conversations. It has led to lots of new friends and connections. And so I'm sharing this with you because we all can grow. I want you to try right now going deep on owning one strength. Write about it. Journal about it. Ask a friend to validate your strength. And then see where it germinates and goes. Where you are today is just not likely to be where you are in a year. Change can happen in such a positive way when we put a bit of medium effort into something like going deep on a strength and then just letting it simmer, put it on the back burner, see where it goes, play the long game. If I had reread that post about being well-spoken three months after writing it, I might have been disappointed in myself. I might have felt like I'd actually taken a step back. I might have felt embarrassed that I had publicly declared that I'm a well-spoken individual. Thank goodness I didn't do that. But a year later, a year later, this is again about the privilege of time. A year later, this positive change can be identified in such a useful way, but you need the year or two years or five years. You need the time to connect the dots. I recently heard an amazing quote on the radio, which said, don't ever try to connect the dots moving forward. The only way to connect the dots is by looking back. And this podcast is very much inspired by that. Connect the dots and look back. But today, something to try right now is to just go really deep on owning one strength. I bet in the few minutes I've spent talking about this that something has popped into your head. Your strength is there. It's at the tip of your tongue. And maybe you don't want to call it out loud. But go ahead and write about it. Write about it. Read about it. Follow more people who are good at what you think you're good at and see where it goes. Put it on the back burner. Let it simmer and see how you feel about that strength a year from now. Okay, tip number three. I'm gonna I'm gonna lighten it up for the back half, I promise you. And this is often how the five things to try right now episodes go, but you've made it this far, so so things are gonna really lighten up from here, I promise. The third thing to try right now is to give your Instagram feed a makeover. The way you're going to do that is by following some new hashtags. So I don't know how many of you out there listening are on Instagram, but assuming most of you are, and assuming that most of you have a certain degree of people you follow, you're going to have your homepage feed that kind of samples your tastes and tries to give you more of what you already look at. Now, After Blackout Tuesday, I was really conscious of the fact that my feed was way more homogenous than I had ever realized. There was little to no purposeful diversity in my feed. And I felt bad about that. I felt defensive about that. But the only thing I could do was to proactively make a change. 
The one thing you can do to dramatically change your home feed is to follow hashtags. I'm going to give you a few hashtags that I've been following that have dramatically changed how that feed looks. And because of how I engage with those hashtags, the content from those hashtags, Instagram has learned more about the kind of content that I like to see, which has dramatically diversified my feed and dramatically diversified the types of content that I have been able to engage with. Again, this is very much about the long game, but something to try right now is to just look at your feed and think about the type of content that you like. If you like home content, if you like business content, if you like social media tips, if you like entertaining videos, if you like fashion or makeup, think about doing a fun little investigation in hashtags. So I can give you an example of some of the hashtags that I have started following. For me, I really started with the introduction to the hashtag Amplify Melanated Voices. I started by following that hashtag and then that introduced me to content that I already enjoyed but was by black creators or any creator of a racialized skin tone. And that has also led to a really cool revolution in my own feed um, from a few additional hashtags. Hashtags about internalized ableism, uh, hashtags about thin privilege, and I have really benefited so much from this one thing that I really think you should try. But hashtags like Amplify Melanated Voices, the hashtag Shelves of Diversity, the hashtag Radical Permission, the hashtag Disabled and Cute, the hashtag Disabled and Black, the hashtag Disabled Fashion, the hashtag Pinterest but Fat, the hashtag Fat People Are Aspirational, and the hashtag indigenous fashion. These are just a small handful of opportunities is what they are. When you follow a hashtag, what it means is that Instagram will pull a handful of posts that use that hashtag and show them to you. And the content that you engage with from that hashtag will niche down into your own likes and dislikes. Now, some people feel like this is just a way of the algorithm giving you more of what you want. But the algorithm is only as smart as we teach it to be. If we want to see different things, we have to teach the algorithm to show us different things. And honestly, this is just fun. It's fun to not see the same content creators over and over again. It makes social media refreshing. If you feel like you need a social media break, then you should take a social media break. But if you feel like it's gotten kind of one note, then that's probably because you could give the algorithm a bit more information and follow some new hashtags. Go ahead, give it a try, give your feed a makeover with some new hashtags. And if you find a great hashtag, you can go and find me at medium.lady and DM me with the hashtags that you're loving. I'll try to curate a good list over there to share with you what's really worked for my feed. And it means that every time I open Instagram and scroll my feed, I'm finding a diverse place that's telling me the stories, not just of people who look and think like I do. And that's really important to me. And it became really important to me after June of 2020. 
All right, something to try right now. Number four, this is a really silly thing. I want you to think about the last thing you used up and give it a review. Honestly, this is so fun. I don't know what it is about me, but I love asking people for recommendations and I love giving recommendations. And the best time to think about that is when you've used something up. Was it a shampoo? Was it a food product? Was it a deodorant, some kind of body wash? I don't know. These are all like personal hygiene products for whatever reason. Those are the ones we go through the fastest. But think about the last thing you used up and give it a review. You know, would you recommend it? Would you repurchase it? Why? Why not? Do you need a replacement? What will you buy next? Who is the product for? Tell yourself a story about it. And, you know, this kind of storytelling about the stuff that we need versus the stuff that we actually use up it again it's fun and the second thing is it gives us a bit of data it gives us a bit of information about what we're really doing with our lives how we're really spending our time what kind of stuff are we using up and what kind of stuff are we not using up if you take a light-hearted approach to that kind of consumerism then you can break free very briefly from the romantic ideals of if you just had the one right thing, you'd be living the life you want to live. When we use stuff up, it's often a message. It gives us a little bit of information from the past about something you chose and bought and used it up. And what does that say? Did you use it up and you couldn't wait to get through it? Did you use it up because you loved it? Are you going to repurchase it? Do you recommend it to people? Take a little brief moment and just like have fun thinking about the last thing you used up. And then I would encourage you to take this question to somebody in your life, a coworker, a friend, text somebody and say, hey, indulge me. What was the last thing you used up? Would you recommend it? And see where the conversation goes. It's a little bit of a riff on, you know, what are you watching these days or have you read any good books? In my last five things to try episode, which was episode number five, I told people to use the subject of reading as a conversation starter. And I'm doing something sort of similar here. The thing that inspired and prompted me is in June and July of 2020, I was on Instagram stories almost every single day with my face talking to the camera, talking to my community about stuff and sometimes I would talk about the stuff that I'd used up I don't know it just kind of made me laugh going back into the archives and seeing this sort of like mundane moment to engage and connect over stuff over the stuff we'd used up so that's tip number four I'm going to recommend that you think about the last thing you used up and give it a review tip number five this is the last one this is an easy one eat a vacation lunch Last June and July, I guess I think it must have been July, July of 2020, my play category, I think, was to challenge myself to eat a vacation lunch. What is a vacation lunch? Vacation lunch, you know, you know it when you see it. Like I'm saying vacation lunch and you're picturing something on a plate in your mind. A vacation lunch hits a couple of different criteria, but it's not a specific food. It's not a specific meal. But here's the criteria. Vacation lunch should be made fresh. It should be eaten outside. It should be eaten sitting down with a cold drink. Vacation lunch should make you feel like you ordered it at a beachside diner 
or a small town cafe. You know, you want to picture this plate being put down, you know, served by someone calling you hon, even though, you know, you're like me, you're almost 40. For me, I am going to try this just like I did last year. I'm going to prioritize eating more slowly and more mindfully, eating without my phone, you know, I don't know, maybe three meals a week. Okay, two meals a week, eating without my phone, two lunches a week. I'm going to try this right now simply because it looked really fun last year and I'd forgotten that I had challenged myself to play in that way. I really just kind of loved the idea of eating a vacation lunch when you're not on vacation. I would love if you have any ideas or recipes for vacation lunch. I did a whole series on leveraging your leftovers for vacation lunch back in July of 2020. Um, I talked a lot about food last summer. That kind of makes me laugh as well. Tell me if you're going to try this. Tell me if you're going to work on eating a vacation lunch as something to try right now. And that's it. Those are the five things to try right now. I'll review a little bit. And I feel like the first two, you know, they're really internal. And the last three are things that are worth trying. You know, they're worth giving it a bit of a thought experiment. So here are the things in order. The first thing is to ask yourself the question, what if everything works out? What if your hard work pays off? What if change really can happen? The second thing is to go real deep on owning one's strength. Define it, reflect on it, think about the times when you've exhibited that strength, and then put it away. Let it sit on the back burner. Don't do anything with it. Once you've gone real deep on the strength, walk away. It is what it is. Give it time to simmer. Number three is to give your Instagram feed a makeover by following some new hashtags. I will put a number of suggestions in the episode notes. You can start there and enjoy the deep dive of hashtags that will follow. Recommendation number four is to think about the last thing, item, product you used and give it a review. And then go tell someone about it. And tip number five is to eat a vacation lunch, something fresh, eating outside with a cold drink. What do you think of these five tips? And what do you think about the idea of traveling through time and looking at your own social media feeds from a year ago? What kind of information do you think you'll find there? What do you think will surprise you? And what do you think will have actually not changed very much? I would love it if you would connect with me over on Instagram. I can be found at medium.lady over there. The second thing is if you're listening and you would be so kind as to give a rating and review wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast, it will really help me out and it will really help me find like-minded listeners. And the final thing is if you like this episode, please share it with someone that you think can benefit from one of the five things to try right now. I'm Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, and I will see you again soon. Bye.